Hey now, and welcome back to my podcast, Deutimus Maximus Helps. Um, today, Tonight, we're going to cover a little bit lighter subject. We're going to cover the subject of something that you can do as a caretaker to help distract you from your caretaking abilities. Uh, what I'm talking about is uh, a lot of times Terry had to take all those medications. She had to sleep in between uh, the sessions for medications and stuff, and my hobby was barbecuing. I thoroughly enjoy barbecue and I have since I was 16 years old. So I've been barbecuing a significant length of time. Uh, I am now to the point where I do the, the smoking. I do all seven styles of barbecue, but the smoking is my favorite style number three. And that's cooking between 225 degrees and 300 degrees. 275 is where I like to keep mine when I'm smoking. Um, the only reason is because it has a tendency to keep the meat a little bit more tender and it cooks thoroughly all the way through. And this works for, you know, pork chops. It works for chicken. It works for a lot of things. It works for fish. It works for stuffed jalapenos. And it works for several things. So um, it's just the way I like to cook. The woods that I use nowadays, I use the apple wood. I use the pear wood. I use the mesquite wood. I use the apricot wood. I use the pecan wood. Uh, those are the things that are readily available in my vicinity that I have access to. When people uh, need a tree cut down and stuff, a lot of times if they, they know what I do, so they'll uh, offer for me to cut the tree down, and naturally I do, and make the establishment that I get to keep the wood afterwards. Uh, I will give some wood back to some people, but if I get a chance, I will keep all the wood because I barbecue all the time. I don't barbecue just during the day. I barbed this morning. I got up early. I did another session on, on this podcast and right after that I went out and barbecued before the heat came on. My favorite barbecue is the Midnight Barbecue. The Midnight Barbecue was established when I moved out on my own when I was 16 years old and I had an older roommate, one that was 19 and one that was 20. And I had two jobs so I was holding up my end of the rent and stuff but they didn't know how to barbecue and I did. I would, uh, the way it started was uh, Thanksgiving it was a day with everybody went to their family. I was the only one who didn't have family, but the night before Thanksgiving, we would barbecue at midnight. So that way we could all eat together right at midnight when Thanksgiving started. Um, I don't know if the other two gentlemen still do it, but I, I still midnight barbecue a lot of times when I'm by myself. Uh, my favorite midnight barbecue is the New Year's Eve midnight barbecue. I have a tendency to uh, stand out and barbecue at New Year's Eve and even have had an occasion when the police have driven by my backyard and then driven around the block real quick and then come back and looked over the fence to see where the smoke was coming from. And I've told them straight out, it's okay, it's just me. I'm barbecuing out here right now. This food will be ready in about 30 minutes if you'd like a plate. And I'll be damned if in 30 minutes they didn't come back and get a plate of barbecue. It's that good. Barbecue is something that transcends generations. You... you listen to your older folks in your family and they talk about the family barbecues all the way up until you you are the people living the family barbecues uh, most people i know don't barbecue enough as a matter of fact i know people who don't barbecue at all and it just amazes me i can't understand why people don't take the initiative to go ahead and get out there and get you know a little bit of charcoal and some wood together and put some meat on the grill and get it going you know uh, the all-american barbecue is the barbecue chicken the stuffed jalapenos the macaroni and cheese the baked beans and the corn on the cob if you put those greens together that's your all-american barbecue I don't think I've ever seen that in any cooking channel. That's just the way I perceived it. And when my grandkids were little, that's the way I explained it to them. This is the way that as an American, we eat. 
and we like it like this. And the grandkids, uh, one of them chose not to barbecue. The other one is an excellent barbecuer. She is my little gem. She's wanted to barbecue ever since she was a little tiny one. And she knows how to barbecue well now because I have given her grills along the way. I've given her the uh, essentials to barbecue, for instance, some charcoal and some lighter fluid. And I've even brought wood over there to the house because a lot of people don't have the same access I have to the fruit woods and the things that I have access to. It's just what I like to do. Um, the reason I chose this as a hobby, it's something that I'd always done even before I had met Terry. But while Terry was so sick and sleeping all those times, I had, you know, time on my hands for me time. And that's the thing I wanted to do is like perfect my skills. I learned how to mix sauces together and I make three different barbecue sauces that are excellent. One is sweet, one is tangy, and one is hot. I also have learned to make three different seasoning rubs and they're the ones that I stick with because they're the ones that work and make when I take uh, food to work or I share food with people and they say, damn, this tastes different. It tastes good. That's because of the sauces and seasonings that I learned to mix and make by myself. It's something you should pursue. It gives you a, a venue, an out of the box venue for something that's different than the situation you're having to go through now. The, being a caretaker is not easy. It's, it's a job that is only for a determined amount of people who are willing to do it. It's a commitment that's hard to make, but if you do, you need to stick with it and see it all the way through. Barbecue is the same thing. It's one of those things that as you get older and you're able to uh, be a teacher, you should share the things you've learned in life with the younger folks who don't have all that. A classic example is some of my guys at work who didn't even have a barbecue grill. I was shocked and amazed once again. I was like, so you, where do you get your barbecue from? I mean, you know, you see me, I barbecue all the time. It's what I like to do. And then I've learned to share with them and each one of them has a grill now and I try and supply them with wood as best I can. Uh, they all will barbecue now and they come to work and tell me stories about it. I, on the other hand, will take pictures of the barbecue and share it with them. I just like doing that. Uh, it, they're like my family. I don't really have any family except a grandson and a granddaughter and a father-in-law from my deceased wife. And he's a good guy, two pops. He doesn't barbecue enough that I'm working on him. I'm really working on him. I, on the other hand, have a phone full of pictures because I barbecue all the time, but I eat good all the time because I like taking some barbecue for lunch with me and I do it in different ways. A lot of times I'll barbecue the meat and uh, when I say barbecue, I'm talking about slow smoking the meat from 225 to 275 style number three and keeping it, you know, coated with like apple juice or even a uh, type of a little bit of oil and uh, herb rub to go over the top. I mean, oil and herb, uh, dressing to go over the top of it. It keeps the, the meat moist and cooks on the outside as well as the inside. I like to buy the bigger cuts. Like for instance, when I get chicken thighs, I look for the biggest chicken thighs they have because the 275 method really with a style number three barbecue really it lends itself to the bigger chicken thighs. And it's just something that I've learned over the years is if you've barbecued as long as I have, you develop these techniques that you use because you know what makes the food taste good and what people will eat. One of these days, I'm hoping I have a barbecue stand, not nothing big, you know, just like a, a little mom and pop sandwich shop that offers, you know, things like pulled pork sandwiches and chicken, the barbecue chicken sandwiches and uh, hamburgers that are slow smoked. Things like that are delicious. 
So now that you know what my hobby is, let me share a couple of recipes with you. One thing that Terry always liked was the onion burgers that I made. I would take, I would get the 80-20, the ground chuck, and I would cut a white onion up into tiny little pieces, and I would make, put the uh, hamburger meat in a bowl and mix the onion in there and then put seasonings over the top of it. Just a simple seasoning mix like uh, a little bit of black pepper, some garlic powder, some onion powder, and a little bit of allspice. And then I would mix that up with a little bit of Worcestershire sauce and then I would pat out great big patties. You take those and you put them on the grill and if you use style three, the 275 method, you can cook those for about an hour and a half for them to cook all the way through and use a light coating of smoke. Don't use the larger chunks of wood which produce more smoke. Use the littler chunks of wood. Um, that way it produces light smoke and it's not too overpowering on a hamburger. It can be quite overpowering. It's not like a piece of chicken or a rib, you know, like a uh, pork rib. Those, you, those can take some heavy smoke. After they're done, you can put cheese on them and let the cheese melt and then bring them in. And I always toast the bun right on the grill because that gives it the good, right over the fire, because that gives it the good grill taste, that bun toasting thing. And I used to bring it in there and Terry would be asleep and I'd wake her up and say, hey, were you hungry for an onion burger? And she would always say, oh yeah, hungry for an onion burger. So I, we would always share those little moments like that. Because once again, it's the little victories that you get when you're a caretaker from a person who can be quite difficult that mean the most. You, it, it shows you that that person appreciates exactly what you're doing for them. Another thing she used to like is my homemade spaghetti. And one of the ways I made spaghetti that she particularly liked is I would get the, instead of the cased Italian sausage, I would get the, the actual out of the package. It looked like hamburger meat, but it was Italian sausage. I think it's Johnsonville. And I would take that and put on aluminum foil and make a little pan. And I would spread it out as thin as I could. And I would roast it on the grill and put heavy smoke on it because it can take heavy smoke. And then I was done. I would go ahead and bring in. I would take a red onion and a yellow onion and cut those in slices in pieces. Not chunks, I guess is what I'm looking for. The same thing with a green and red bell pepper or, an, or a yellow and red bell pepper. Cut those in chunks. And then take a whole clove of garlic and smash that up and put it in there as well. Cut it up in fine pieces and put it in there as well with the meat. And then you take, uh, I always just use the petite diced tomatoes. After I get all that sizzling and get it simmering and stuff, I add a little, uh, put the meat in there and then add a little bit of the petite diced tomatoes, a whole can, and then a little bit of the tomato paste, the littler can of tomato paste. You stir that up for a little bit and then you take a little bit of the rosato wine and you add that in there as well. And it makes a delicious spaghetti and spaghetti sauce and used to take the bread uh, I would either get the Texas toast or the Italian breadsticks and I would bake them in the oven at 425 for like 10 to 12 minutes and they'd come out to perfection they'd be crisp on the outside and tender on the inside and it's what Terry liked so these are the type of things that I did for because I enjoyed cooking I'm, I'm still a great cook I am um, Pitmaster extraordinaire when it comes to the grill. I can grill anything. I, I could probably grill snails if you give me half a chance to think about it. It's just something I like to do. But get out there. Get your grill out. If you're a caretaker, make sure that you do stuff like this. The One of the main reasons I chose to go ahead and keep grilling my shoes asleep is I could go and check on her. It's like 50 feet from the grill well, to go back to the bedroom where she's at and check on her. 
It was an easy thing to do, and I was still making sure she was okay, and she was staying well-fed. If she did not eat that night, the next day for lunch, she would call me at lunch and say, this is delicious. I'm so glad you fixed this for me. And I would always tell her, thank you. Because once again, it's those little victories that you, especially when you're caring for a difficult to care for person, that matter. Those victories matter, and they, they, uh, they mean something, especially when you don't get a lot of them. And uh, it's okay. It's okay if you don't get a lot of them. The most important thing is that that person is well taken care of and that they're well fed and, and you know, everything is uh, going smooth for them so that they can either try and heal or at least maintain quality of life. That's what you want when you're a caretaker. You want to make sure somebody has a great quality of life. Because if they don't, they can get quite miserable. When they get miserable, they're unpleasant to be around. It goes right back to the term unhappy camper. So you want to avoid having an unhappy camper. You want to make sure that your camper is happy. One way you can do that is barbecue. So let's get back to some another barbecue recipe. One barbecue recipe that I can think of that's very simple is the All-American. Uh, the All-American is the barbecued chicken and with the stuffed jalapenos, which you cut the top off. You core with the potato pillar, and inside you buy the frozen southern-style diced potatoes. You put cheese in the bottom, the, t the potatoes, a little slice of onion, and a piece of sausage. And then you stand it up on a, a jalapeno roasting rack. Um, I always make about 12 of those, but only about 6 of them make it in because I will eat those right off the grill. They are that good. They are succulent and delicious. Um, Okay, so you got the chicken and the roasted jalapenos. The chicken you cook on what's called indirect grilling. Indirect grilling is where you build the fire on one side of your grill, whether you have a rectangle-shaped barbecue, a barrel-shaped barbecue, or a round barbecue. You divide the barbecue in half right down the middle, and you put the coals and the wood on one side, and then you cook on the other. And you open the vents accordingly that allow the, the heat and the smoke to be uh, wifted over the top of this indirect grilling. Uh, so I usually play music when I grill and I listen to a variety of music, but it's usually every four to five songs you can turn the chicken. That's how I know it's time to turn chicken. Every four to five songs, depending on how long they are. It's usually about uh, 17 to 20 minutes. And for the 275 method, the style three of barbecue, uh, you, you do 17 to 20 minutes, but you can let chicken cook for about an hour and a half and it comes out delicious like that. Um, when it gets closer to the very end of the hour and a half, that's when you start putting the sauce on the chicken and you can actually put a little closer to the grill, but you never put cold sauce on hot chicken. You take the sauce and you put it in a, a Pyrex uh, measuring cup and put a paper towel over it and then you heat it up in the microwave. Therefore, you're putting hot liquid on hot chicken and it bastes way better and it doesn't burn. If you put cold sauce on hot chicken, it has a tendency to burn and that's when you see the blackened chicken. So if you put the hot sauce, the warmed up sauce on there, it will not burn. Um, another portion of the uh, all-American meal is the macaroni and cheese, which is simple to make. I always get the premium shells and cheese because that is exactly what Terry liked. And then I also got the baked beans. The baked beans, she liked the steakhouse recipe made by Bush's baked beans, the grilling beans. Those are some good beans right there. Um, a lot of times if I didn't want to heat the house up with the oven, I would take the uh, breadsticks and put them in aluminum foil and also put those on the grill because it totally complements and rounds out the all-American meal. So 
Um, I'll get back with more styles of barbecue a little bit later. I just wanted to share that quick little note and let you know that it's okay to get out there and grill if your person is sick, if your loved one is sick. Just wait till they're asleep. Sometimes you have to grill at midnight. Sometimes you have to get up at six in the morning and fire up the grill to avoid the heat of the day and the flies and to make sure that your loved one gets the maximum amount of sleep. Rest is important when they're when you're a caretaker to the person you're caretaking for, but peace of mind is also important when you're the caretaker. So get your peace of mind, find your little thing, a barbecue if you have to, that's my thing, but just make sure that you have some peace of mind for yourself too, because you're in a very difficult position and you're doing an excellent job. I just want you to know that it's okay to find your peace of mind. Go ahead and do that. All right, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode on that and look forward to talking to you about barbecue a little bit later. You all have a great evening. Mm -hmm.